Okay, so those four things. Listen prayerfully, attentively, inquisitively, and responsively. But I want to ask you a question. And then, um, do we have someone that's able to walk around with a microphone? Al, do you want to do it? Or Cameron, do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. I'll, Cameron, you just walk around where I tell you to go and... And if people have something to say, I'll be good. So the first question I'd love to hear you respond is, is just this. What helps you listen and respond to a sermon? What helps you? Sherry, right behind you, Cameron. <clears throat> yep, go ahead. Um, I always ask myself two questions when I start listening to a sermon. Um, how can I apply this to my life? And how can I use this to help others who need encouragement? Great questions, Sherry. Excellent. Amos. Um, I'm very dyslexic, and you were talking about note-taking and reading the Bible. I discovered, it took me a long time, that the act of me looking up the Scripture actually takes away from me listening. Right. So, But uh, there's a reason for that. And for me to write notes, um, it's the same thing. Right. But what I have learned is, first of all, if I come with my heart being open, that's the number one thing. Absolutely. And sometimes... I can sit here, and if I really want to hear what God's saying, he'll talk to me about stuff that whoever the preacher is isn't even saying. Right. And sometimes that, that's really strange because it's like, Lord, where did that come from? And yet I know where it came from. And the other thing I w- wanted to say is um, you kind of touched on this, and this is not at all at you. Um, God spoke to Balaam through a donkey. Absolutely. And if we really want to hear what God has to say, he'll find a way that we'll that's hear right. it. That's right. That, that passage really encourages me. <laughs> no, it's true, though. Absolutely true. It's both the dynamic of God being, it can break through anything, and then also the dynamic of hard hearts. He has a hard time getting through. Thanks for sharing that, Amos. And I really like what you said there, that you know, the reality is, like, if a person has a particular struggle like dyslexia, it, it, you know, let's not get hung up on, but what does it take for me to be attentive, to me to be a responsive listener? Becky? Uh, mine was along the same lines. It's knowing what you need to do to learn and being okay with that. Um, it took me a long time. For me, I'm a multitasker, so you'll always see me. I'll be doodling or I am honestly playing a game on my phone um, because if I'm not, my brain wanders and I am thinking about all the stuff I need to do at home and I'm thinking about work and I'm thinking about the kids and I'm not listening to a word you say. And so for me, it's knowing that what I need to do to learn and that's for me is multitasking. And so whatever that is for you, being okay. If that means you need to stand at the back and pace some days because you can't sit still, then do what you need to do and, uh, and just be okay with it. And give grace to one another who learn differently, right? Because uh, if, if the person next to me isn't like, you know, dutifully taking notes, uh, I'm not going to make assumptions that, oh, therefore they aren't as attentive. But no, giving grace to one another to, who learn differently and listen differently. There was another hand up. Okay. Anyone else? Brooke. Mine's not very exceptional, but um, bathroom before I come to church. Excellent. And, well, you can't have to pray and pee at the same time. You just, right? It just doesn't work. So um, that's a one, and it's practical. And I always have something hot in my hand. And that's a tool that I learned when I was in school. And it seems really weird to, like, be bringing coffee or tea or hot water with lemon to church. But it just seems to help me focus. Some people yeah. need, like, something to hold in their hand or whatever. So those are my tricks. If I could preach with the coffee in my hand, I would, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks for Jordan. Yeah. Um, as far as note taking, I mean, I probably should be doing more <laughs> note taking. This is not a guilt thing. You understand to everything. <laughs> yeah. But um, at the flip side of that, I think there's also um, a power of just being present where you are. Oh, absolutely. Like I remember when I was in a class, and there would always be the people that were very attentive and taking notes, and he'd actually look and say, just stop taking notes for a second and just listen to what I'm saying. Because yeah. I think when you're actually taking notes, it puts you in your mind, and you're not actually present to what's going on because you're so focused in making sure you get everything instead of just actually being aware of where you are. And I'm trying to focus on even actually taking time to think where I am just in life instead of focusing anxiety and what's going on, blah, 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 blah. But actually just listening to people. That's really great, Jordan. I think uh, a little bit of reading I did on it, that's a lot of the people will say, do not take lengthy notes because of exactly what you said. I mean, if you're going to take notes, it's jotting quite brief notes that, that will enable you to, I mean, the, I'm cool if you don't take notes, but um, that enable you to stay engaged, but do what you said, where you are not. I'm trying to I'm trying to write that quote down, and I've missed the transition. I uh, and then I, when I finally wake back up and engage the preacher, he's like somewhere totally different, and and I've lost it, right? So to yeah, but to find what works for you, yeah. Dave, over here, Cameron. Yeah. The four the four points that you talked about all had the word listen in front of it. And, and I think we can do as much of us. And some of us, the R word comes in, it's remembering. Yeah. And, and, and when I get home, I go, what were those four points? And, and I find sometimes having something written down that I didn't have to write down that says, it, it helps me remember the next day when I see that thing on the kitchen table that said, yeah. these are the four points. I know sometimes that's challenging for from the front to make sure that those points are the same ones that you... Yeah. Right out on Wednesday are the ones that show up on Sunday. Yep. But having those four points written out ahead of time sometimes yep. help me remember yeah. because I, I can listen as hard as I want and, and whatever gets in the way between then and Tuesday um, is troubling. And so remembering is, is uh, any aid to remember and uh, not, not being a note taker in church. Yeah. I, and I know that's an area I need to become better at is you know, producing something in advance that people can can hook and help them remember and so yeah that's sometimes we do that and most of the time it doesn't get done but yeah Nani yeah. then we'll move on to the next question I think um, with me um, I'm a note taker and I used to try to get my notes down word for word and then like you said I would miss out yeah. on the next one so I've developed my own shorthand, and I don't think anybody would be able to understand what I've written except me, but it helps me to keep up yeah. and to be able to listen to what you're saying. Yeah. That's great. Good. Yeah, finding out what works for you. That's right. Anyone else on that question? We have one more question. Okay, well, the next question I'd like to ask actually is I'd love to hear your feedback. And maybe this isn't feedback you want to give to me right now, although I'd love to hear that. But what feedback can you give to me? Next question, Jack. What, what feedback can you give to me as a preacher that will actually help you? So one of them is what we just talked about with, with Dave. Like you know, Maybe there's some stuff I can pull together um, that will help, help you remember. But are there other things that I can do that will help you? And I'm, you know me well enough to know that you can give me constructive feedback right here. I'm cool with that. Because I really do want to be a better preacher. 
So, uh, but if there's something that you think of later, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, one of my sons said, preach shorter sermons, but... <coughs> uh, anyway, so specific things are, are really helpful. Um, Cameron, right here, Amanda. Well, I find that when I um, lead the service or plan the service, I, I pay more attention because I've usually read the scripture passage beforehand. So even posting that on the blog or whatever would be helpful because I got the email from you and said James 1 verse 22 and 1 Peter. And I read through that and went, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That puts me in a better frame of reference to do that. And I just want to say that I'm really glad I didn't put all creatures of our God and King uh, (laughs) to sing. Which which we didn't play in the Mr. Bean uh, clip. But if any of you have seen that clip, it can ruin that hymn for you for the rest of your life, watching Mr. Bean try to sing that. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. Any other, uh, anybody else want to respond to that question now? Don't feel shy. Becky. <laughs> Becky's not shy. Um, I don't have a suggestion, but I do just want to thank you that you like to use multi-sensory when you preach. Oh. And so I always look at, rather than what can you do better, what are you doing great and building on that. So mm-hmm. I love that there are clips and that you are, that you do think out of the box. And so for those of us who learn in different ways, we're getting the multi-sensory, and also it's a great job. Thanks. Thanks. Malcolm. So I'm a huge daydreamer. I could be looking right at you. Pretend I'm like I'm listening to you, this nodding my know, head. This is very good listen, to know, folks. This is very I'd be nodding my head. I have no clue what you just said. <laughs> huge daydreamer. One thing I do find, though, that helps out a lot, like if I'm in a class or in a setting, classroom setting, the teacher actually throws out my name and says, oh, you know, just, just throws my name out there somehow, just like, uh, what do you think, Malcolm? Or, or just uh, even uh, affirming, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think how I could say it. Does that sound good, Malcolm? Or something? If yeah. you throw out names, oh, I tell you, that catches me right away. It's just like, whoa, what, what's he saying? Okay, I better listen. <laughs> I better listen. That's what I find gets me going. But uh, yeah. I've been working on it. And all these tips that you just been talking about this morning, Tom, they yeah, definitely uh, speak right to me. Awesome. I was listening this morning. <laughs> Excellent. It's funny because definitely the most engaged part of our service is right now, right? Because you're all kind of interacting more. And that's why we're trying to do this and trying to find how what works to both hear but also engage it. And it becomes more of a dialogue than me just monologuing at the front, as valuable as that might be. Um, that being able to engage that. And, and I can see already right now that this is the most engaged we get, right? So. It's, it's just hearing your name called out and seeing what other people think. Dean? One thing that <clears throat> I find really helpful when discussing um, s- scripture is just good, solid examples of how we apply it to our life because it's such a process of taking things, like concepts, in their context like it, because it's 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And I think you're really good at putting it kind of into in today's context, but then I think just, a, a, you know, like give it an example of yes. how we, and I know that can be hard because it's, you know, every situation is going to be different, but just, you know, whenever possible. Thank you, Dean. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for that. And I, I do need help with that. There are times when um, some of it, <laughs> I'm really honest, some of it is because I do know a lot of what's going on in your lives. And I can't use specific examples because someone's going to think I'm talking about them, right? So there's sometimes that, and I'm, I'm not even I'm being completely truthful here, but uh, my, I, I mean, you guys might uh, not realize, I'll, I'll share one of my weak areas, Shasha. 
I have a tough time sometimes just thinking of stories from my own past to use as illustrations. I, I don't know if I just don't think about my past or what, but I, I have a, I, that's an area I really want to become better at. And, and so far, after almost two decades of preaching, I'm not getting much better at that, but I'm working on it. But the, the, the examples or illustrations or here's a practical outworking, um, yeah, I do need to do that. And then part of the challenge is, knowing I need to do that, part of the challenge is saying, okay, I don't exactly know. I mean, the place that Dwayne's at and the place that Jerry's at and the place that Amanda's at and the place that Ruth's at are very different places. So how they're going to apply it, uh, you know, you can use representative examples, but not always sure, like, what's going to make sense. But thank you for that. Thank you for that, Dean. I, I will try that. And it, you know what would really help me? Just to throw it back at you. Is you coming to say to me, this is how it applied to my life. And then we'll have a little consent form, and I'll use your, with your permission. No, with your permission. No, but, uh, but even hearing how you're applying it in your specific situation. I mean, Dean and I, Hall and Hay, the other night, had some great conversation about sermon from a couple weeks ago. And that, was, that really encouraged me, Dean. And I made hay hauling that much easier. And, uh, and uh, just being able to talk about, like, how, how does this apply? And how do we do this? And, and that, that was really fruitful. So hearing how you've applied it will help me in that regard. Anything else uh, in terms of feedback? Okay. Um, well, I, I do welcome your feedback. In fact, I've even worked with Terry on a bit of a survey because I'd love to hear your feedback of how I can do this thing better. And it's not just about me doing it better. It's about us experiencing the preached word of God, us growing together as a community. I want to be as effective as I can be. I want you to be as effective as you can be so that we as the church of God can be growing and moving ahead. Here, here it is in a nutshell. Listening changes lives, at least certain types of listening. Because when we listen, we open ourselves up to the movement of God in us. Listening, I believe, holds the key to changing your life, changing your marriage, changing your heart. Listening, the kind of active listening that we've talked about here this morning, makes all the difference in the direction of your life, in understanding what God's will is for you of pursuing God's priorities in the world, of pursuing His priorities as a church, of seeing His mission unfold in this world, but also in this valley, in this church, to seeing men and women and children transformed by the love of God. It actually begins with us listening and then responding to what the Holy Spirit is saying. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Let's pray. Jesus, we are thankful that you speak. You're not some dead God who doesn't hear our prayers, who isn't engaged. You are alive and you are reigning as the Lord of heaven and earth. And you speak. You are present here by your Holy Spirit. And through your word, you are speaking to us even now. And I pray that our times of gathering, whether we're gathering in groups of two and three, whether we're gathering in groups of over a hundred, when we're coming together around your word, that we would hear your spirit speaking, that we would listen attentively, we would listen responsively, we would hear you speaking, and we would respond to you by acting, by doing what you've called us to do. I pray that that would be true of us as a church, that would be true of us as families, that would be true of us as individuals, that we'd be responsive people who hear your word and put it into practice that we'd be people whose lives are built on the firm foundation of you, Jesus, so that no matter what comes, we stand firm. Thank you for the opportunity we have to be together. 
to worship you, to fellowship with one another, and to hear your word preached. And open our ears, Lord. Open our eyes so that we may see and hear the wonderful things from your word that you have for us. We pray this in your name. Amen.